Welcome to the Garden Asian Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date and relevant information while you recruit and serve. First round, knockout, talk of the town on the block now, cash in, cash out, hands up. Hello, recruiters. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Garden Nation. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class Zipporah Baez from the great state of New York. I currently have 18 years of military experience. 11 of those years have been with recruiting. My most recent position uh, was working as an incentive manager at NGB, and now I am the program manager for NCSA for our TV and radio contracts. I also have my co-host, which is Staff Sergeant Andy Waiters, on the line. Thanks for joining us, Staff Sergeant Waiters. On to you. Hey, thanks, Sergeant Baez. Um, I'm so happy to be here today. Uh, we all uh, talk about um, the, the the topic that we have um, in line for today, um, but. Just a little bit about me. Um, I actually I actually started uh, as a band member in the National Guard. So um, I'm a 42 Romeo, um, formerly with the 257th Army Band of the DC National Guard, where I played clarinet, tenor sax, uh, and drum major down Constitution Avenue when we were marching. Um, so I uh, I actually found my way to NGV, um, got an opportunity to work um, in incentives, um, and in, yeah, in incentives, and then after that. Uh, came into the recruiting branch um, and, and marketing. So I'm definitely happy to be here, definitely happy to uh, talk a little bit about uh, recruiting today. Well, we have a great show for you today. We are joined by a few recruiters from around the 54 who have performed exceptionally during the stay-at-home orders caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. These soldiers were chosen from some states that were hardest hit by COVID in the eastern, Midwest, and Western regions. These recruiters were in the top 1% mid-March through early May, time frame when we really started to see an increase in COVID-19 cases. We want to chat with them for a bit to see what has made them successful during the unprecedented time. Uh, agreed that these are definitely unprecedented times, uh, but we're so happy to chat with these folks and find out what their secret is. Uh, so let's find out who we have on the line with us today. Uh, so today we have uh, Sergeant First Class Marlena Watson from New York, Sergeant First Class Michael Chavez from Illinois, and Staff Sergeant John Gabino from California. Uh, so with that, we'll just go ahead um, and do um, get a quick overview of all of your time in the Army National Guard, um, and more specifically uh, as an Army National Guard recruiter. Sergeant First Class Watson, why don't we go ahead and start with you? Hey guys, good afternoon. This is Sergeant Watson with the New York Army National Guard. I have been in for 16 years. I joined as a 68 Whiskey, which is a medic uh, in 11th grade. And I've done everything in the New York Army National Guard from SAT missions, floods, um, to federal technicians. And then I got my foot in the door in ADR uh, right after I came out of a deployment in 2012 to Afghanistan. So I started in New York City, and then once the position opened up in my hometown in Binghamton in upstate New York, I jumped on the chance to do that. So I went back upstate, and I've been recruiting here for the last five years. It's really been remarkable. I love what I do, and I think it's pretty easy. Um, you don't have to sell something that sells itself to believe in what you're, quote-unquote, selling. It goes a long way. So I think that's what made me successful. That's awesome. Thank you so much. First Class Chavez. Hey, this is Sergeant First Class Chavez from Illinois. I'm happy to be here today this afternoon. Um, a little bit about me. I 
joined, uh, just like Sergeant First Class Blossom when I was 17. I joined between my junior and senior year of high school. I'm coming up on 19 years in service. I joined as a mechanic, transitioned to um, some stuff in the signal field, and now as a 79 Tango. I got three deployments underneath my belt. Um, and I've started recruiting uh, in March of 2017. So I guess you can call me a seasoned recruiter, if you will, but I know there's a lot of recruiters out there that have a lot more time on the streets than I do. But I'm truly, truly happy to be here and uh, share a little bit of my experiences. All right, and Staff Sergeant Gabino. Hi, uh, Staff Sergeant Gabino here from California. Uh, well, I started recruiting about four years ago. Um, before that, I came in when I was 19. Uh, it took me a while to get in, like about a year, because I needed some waivers. But eventually I got in. Uh, as soon as I got back from boot camp, I started serving in the Honor Guard team. Uh, I did that for about four years. I became the assistant team leader, eventually took over. Um, but it's been great to me. I mean, the, the National Guard has opened up a lot of doors for me, and I love my job, to be honest, and I love helping out people, and that's why I love being a recruiter. Awesome. Thank you all so much for taking your time out of your busy days to speak with us. Thank you for being authentic and direct regarding your background, why you joined, and how you joined the National Guard. We have so much collective experience here with us today, so I can't wait to find out how things have been for you all. I want to find out a bit about how recruiting has been during this period. I know that all three of your states have some variation on the stay-at-home orders that we've seen implemented across the country. Sergeant First Class Watson, can you kick things off, tell us what, if any, changes you've seen professionally and personally during these three to almost four months? Well, professionally, it's been very difficult, uh, different tempo. Um, I've recently returned to work this past week. But for the last three months, I've been working from home for the two-year-old and a 10-year-old. And, you know, let's just say that was definitely not the easiest. Um, I've had to really think outside the box when looking for leads and also change my work hours around since there's no daycare. And I didn't have a tutor for my son. But, um, you know, personally, I figured out that I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. And let's be honest, I don't know, and I now know why I pay my daycare provider $230 a week. They sure do deserve it. Um, every penny. So it's just been struggling, you know, having that, you know, work in your personal life. It's, it's been kind of hectic. I totally understand. I have three teenage sons, so I totally get it. And just so that you are aware, com is free for our military dependents. So I hope you take advantage of that in the future. But um, I totally understand. My middle son just graduated uh, high school this year. So Thank you for your service, and thank you for being an awesome mom. All right. Sergeant Class Chavez, what about you? What changes have you experienced? Absolutely. Let's start with professionally. Um, to be honest with you, the changes haven't really been as bad as you might think. Um, as most of you know, we as recruiters, we typically work remotely anyway. So when looking at things in that aspect, it really hasn't changed that much because we obviously have the ability to, to go into our offices when we want or to, to work outside of our office or home or wherever we might be. So in that aspect, it has been um, too much of a change. Of course, the biggest change is that we are unable to get in front of our target audience. Um, and 
for me, that's my high school. Um, so we've had to adapt our tactics in order to still accomplish our mission. Um, speaking personally, uh, this pandemic that we're going through has allowed me to actually take a step back and actually focus a little bit more on me, on myself. Now, that could be spiritually, that could be working on my physical fitness, um, but I think, to be honest, it's actually allowed me a little bit to recharge my batteries and refocus on finishing this year strong. Um, it has also allowed me to really focus on inspiring my soldiers that I now have an RSP. Um, I think now, even more than ever, it is important to be a good leader. Now, we are all NCOs here, um, so our number one job should be soldier care, but um, I focus much of my time right now on soldier care, and in return, that has gotten me several referrals from my current soldiers. Oh, that's amazing. It's great that you've built that relationship with current soldiers and that they've been able to help out with referrals. That's good. Keep up the good work and being a great uh, sergeant that you are. Now, let's get to Staff Sergeant Gabino. How are things looking in California? Any major changes professionally and personally? Uh, California, uh, it's interesting. Uh, professionally, uh, a lot of the recruits I've seen and in my office, we have to uh, really think outside the box. Um, it has become a very, um, you know, habit of all the recruiters to just rely on one tool, one set of toolbox, such as high school and colleges. But in reality, we have to be flexible with all our tools, and we have to look and kind of think of more outside the box in order for us to keep acquiring leads and, you know, keep going with our mission. Uh, personally, uh, it's been a little hard for me to keep coming to work, uh, knowing that I can catch something and bring it back home, and, you know, my wife is there. So it worries me sometimes that I might be bringing something home, but I understand that it's my job, and i, I got to serve my community and keep doing my job and, you know, we all sign up for this, and we all understand that we have to be out here and working and, you know, continuing to change lives. Well, please continue to be safe. We appreciate you for your service. Thinking outside of the box is definitely necessary during these times. You may even come up with some ideas that can be continued after we get back to normal circumstances in the future. I'm also glad that you brought up the health factor, which can be scary with this virus that we still don't know a whole lot about. So. But I'm also glad that you're taking preventive measures to protect those at home, especially your wife. So just please be careful, you know, with everything going on. Thank you. Yes, Sergeant Waiters. So um, I just wanted to continue discussion um, with uh, with just talking about a little bit about work-life balance, and how that looks now. Um, Sergeant Flash Watson, what is uh, what does balance look like now in the wake of the outbreak of COVID-19? Well, balance is definitely a good word to use because um, if you don't find that equilibrium in the job, you will definitely fail. So, you know, a happy, happy life at home, a happy life at work, you gotta, you gotta find that uh, equal balance. You know, I went from, you know, getting my son on the bus at 8 a.m. and then dropping my daughter off to daycare to, you know, now a totally different, you know, breakfast and cartoons at 8 a.m. and then I have a Google Classroom meet at 9 a.m. with my son and trombone lessons at 10 a.m. and then I have to take my daughter outside because it's going to go crazy and then lunch at noon and then I have to do gym classes with my son and then you know nap time for my daughter at 1 p.m. and during that hour or two of a uh, nap time I try to schedule virtual meetings interviews my college email blast went really well so I, I tried to uh you know balance that because if not I found myself one time locked myself in the room while my daughter screamed, like, mommy, mommy, mommy. You know, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I need this, I need that. And towards the end of it, I, was, I definitely was doing it. Um, so 
definitely once my fiance got home, um, that was kind of like my, my, that's when I went back to the office. That was my, my quiet time to get things done at 5 p.m. So I had to change my hours. It wasn't 9 to 5. It was then 5 p.m. to like 1 o'clock in the morning. So the Army was my uh, getaway. Wow, you can't you can't see my face right now, but like my jaw like dropped, like uh, you know, it was like can someone say Supermom? <laughs> um, Supermom. I'm suddenly yeah, not all heroes <laughs> wear capes, right? <laughs> um, I'm suddenly reminded of that episode of Family Guy. Um, for all the Family Guy episode or uh, Family Guy uh, fans out there, when Stewie is pestering Lois uh, by saying "Mommy" over and again, o- over and over again. Uh, so that definitely popped in my mind. Uh, but it sounds That's like that's how it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it sounds like you established that schedule early when these changes started happening um, and that you stuck to it. Uh, it's also great to hear that uh, you were able to trade off with your fiancé. And interesting that the Armory was the getaway. Uh, it sounds like we're kind of in an upside-down world now, but definitely glad that you were able to find uh, find that that, uh, way, that place that you could step away for a little bit. Um, I also appreciate music lessons for your son as, as a musician my, myself, so I definitely hope to stick with trombone. Um, all right, uh, for Flash Chavez, um, how did this balance change for you with the uh, with the uh, with the introduction of COVID into the mix? Hey, absolutely. First of all, I would like to give uh, Sergeant or Sergeant Watson a super air high five right now. That sounds like you're absolutely you're you're, you're <laughs> definitely a super mom, and I man, I I'm giving you a standing <laughs> ovation right now for my office. So thank you, fantastic. Um, for me, um, it has definitely changed a lot since COVID. Uh, prior to this pandemic. I was in my high school doing PE and classroom presentations, capturing leads in bulk. Now it's more about going back through these old leads that we've captured throughout the year when school was in session and doing um, some old phone prospecting. Uh, the one positive thing from this, because I'm, I'm a person that truly believes that it doesn't matter what the situation that we're going through, whether it be with this pandemic or whatever the situation that we're going through in our lives, that we can always, always, always pull one, if not multiple positive things from this. And for me, uh, one positive thing from this was that now I'm getting to focus some of my quality time on ensuring that our new recruiters are up to speed on this ever-changing job. I'll sit down with them, answer any questions they might have, and provide them with examples of what has been working for me. Um, I'll sit in on appointments that they are conducting and give them advice on ways to improve their practices. So in that aspect, um, I'll actually uh, take a positive out of this situation, so yeah, I like to end with that. So it's it's good to hear you uh, to mention the positives, um, <laughs> even though we've been kind of um, kind of felt that hard to. Um, so I, I hear you, I hear you, um, hear you looking at the positives and and hunting the good stuff, as we say with resili- resiliency training, right? Um, That's it. Also, yeah. Um, so that notion of going back uh, to old leads uh, really popped out to me there, also. Um, so what I'm hearing uh, is that it's really important to always be uh, uh, to really be building that pipeline um, continuously um, so that you can track those those leads and then you know if something like this does happen uh, you know if they don't immediately sign on you can still reach reach back out to them at some point um, you know that that seed has been planted so that later on they they may something may have changed for them and they may want to join join at that time so. Definitely, uh, definitely good to hear that. And uh, so, as Sergeant Cabino, um, how's this balance changed for you? Uh, it's it hasn't been much of a change. Uh, the biggest change that occurs uh, since I don't have a family, you know, I can't relate 
the kids and stuff like that, sadly. But um, the big thing that changed for me was that I was halfway through my semester in college, and pretty much everything went online, so I had to balance uh, online schedule for school and work and, you know, spending time with the family and all that stuff. So that was the biggest change. Besides that, uh, you know, the only thing that really changed was that my high school's closed and I can't really go to them and my community closed, you know, a lot of it, uh, especially being in California. Uh, it's very, um, very blue state, so uh, they try to follow everything very to the to the dot. Uh, I do get checked every day prior to entering the building, and I make sure I sanitize myself and the desk after every appointment, just to make sure. Yeah, good, good to hear you're taking those measures to stay healthy. And uh, that common theme, though, about high schools, just schools in general closing early keeps coming up, and I think that that says just how important the schools are to us. Um, you know, I know. Um, I know some teachers in the air, in the DC area here who um, had, had to deal with that challenge of um, moving all of their curriculum over to a, uh, a virtual platform and just keep um, continuing the rest of their semester um, online. So I know that that's been difficult for them and uh, just switching your mindset when you're in school um, to that um, online presence instead of in person can be pretty difficult. So I definitely. I um, appreciate that you brought up um, that that uh, that switch over for your for your college as well. Um, start first class bias. Well, we've talked a lot about changes to your jobs as recruiters, but what's the most difficult thing about recruiting in a COVID nineteen world? We'll start with uh, Sergeant First Class Watson. Tell me, tell me a thought. I think the one word that can, uh, you know, just sum up the whole experience of being resilient, especially being here in New York, we're at the, the heart of this. We have a very, very diverse state. Um, as you can tell, I feel like, you know, the National Guard has been at the forefront of all of this. So balancing home life and still having to work, you know, having two kids at home, you know, still staying up with our just learning classes and, and our, you know, and so yes, it's just it's been recruiting. If you've been recruiting more than a couple months, you know that once this is over, they're going to be like, how many do you have for me? You know, so it, they're not lowering the mission. You know, I listen to podcasts every day. They're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. You just have to go out there and find it. You know, I'm, I'm with every recruiter in the U.S. right now. Forget that, you know, every school is closed, college, fairs. They're all canceled and closed for months, and they still want those numbers. You better find them. So just being resilient, thinking outside the box. Um, two ways to getting leads and just following up with the old ones. Following up is, is I followed up with someone today and they're going to be with the next week and it's a kid that I haven't talked to in a couple of months sitting at home just doing nothing. So follow up. No, I completely Please. understand. Oh, go ahead. Sergeant First Class Chavez, share your thoughts. Well, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely second what Sergeant Watson has to say right there. I think huge right now. You definitely got to think outside the box. I mean, we've never dealt with anything like this when it comes to recruiting. You know, we've always been able to basically go into our high school speaking from front of, you know, large uh, students, and now it's very difficult. So for me, uh, no doubt, the most difficult part of this pandemic has been not being able to get in front of our target audience. I'm kind of speaking kind of about high schools right here. Um, with the shutdown of high schools and social distancing, speaking to young men and women about the National Guard has become a challenge. This is why I said, like um, like I said earlier, it is more important now than ever, I think, to give good, solid, 
quality soldier care to our current RSD warriors so they'll help you out with referrals. What I mean by that is not just contacting them once a week and checking in on them, but truly, truly, truly making them feel like this is one of the best decisions they've ever made, that they're truly part of your team, because obviously you're trying to get that buy-in from these people. And then if you take care of your current soldiers, it will pay dividends for you in the end. They will bring you their friends who are sitting at home right now playing Xbox or doing whatever they are they're doing right now. They will bring you your friends. So I think it's it's huge. You really got soldier care is everything right now for me. Our first class job is you hit it right on. We need to take care of our soldiers, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We we have to be there. I totally agree. Uh, Staff Sergeant Gabino, what about you? I, I totally agree with Iron Chavez as well. Uh, it's very important for us to, to keep a hold of all our Joes. Right now, currently, I, I think I have like about 20-something people still here that haven't shipped out. So it's a, it's a lot of people that I'm keeping track of. But but it, it's, that's one of the most difficult parts about recruiting right now. Also, a lot of people, you know, don't want to come in because they're afraid of COVID-19, you know, uh, exposing themselves, their family, especially their family. A lot of people walked out because of their family. Uh, it's a little hard uh, knowing that. Uh, it's been hard for me that way. Uh, also, exposing myself, you know, uh, to, it's, a, it's a big thing to me, exposing my family, my home uh, to it. But we have a job, and, you know, we got to change change some lives. So i got to keep coming into work and, you know, try my best. No, I completely understand. I really do appreciate that you all recognize the difficulties of carrying on this mission because you're committed to the job and because you realize that the mission has not changed and because, You've been building a pipeline that would help you to weather the storm a bit. So I'm going to go a little bit more in detail with the high schools. We've discussed high schools a bit, but I want to dig in a little deeper on that topic. Most high schools close their doors and transition to virtual learning well before the scheduled end of the school year. So, first class Watson, how did you, or how did this affect your pipeline, if it did? Well, my pipeline was was pretty full. Um, I was in all of my high schools early in the year. I mean, let's be honest, no one knew that this was going to happen. So with me being more successful in New York State, our command has uh, the most successful recruiters reaching out to the recruiters who are struggling right now. And in New York State, the one thing I asked them, like, you know, how many gym takeovers, takeovers do you do? How many career directions? And they're like, zero or one. Like, that's you know what I mean? So just being in your school basically early in the year, I mean, I had hundreds, hundreds of, you know, kids that were interested in joining. So, you know, learning, they wanted to learn more. So that right there was absolutely Now, whether they were ready or not, time would tell, but I had multiple uh, high school students so that were, you know, they're home, they're bored, they had definitely too much time and they had to really think about what they wanted to do with their life. So I took full advantage of that. I just kept following up. So they said, no, I don't want to do it. Then I just would follow up with them. Like a couple weeks later, hey, Nancy, how's everything going? You know, what are your plans now that we're to the end of the school year? So following up is everything, especially when it comes to high school kids. No, I agree. I absolutely, that was great, great advice and best practice for everyone to, to follow up on. Uh, Sergeant First Class Chavez, what about you? How's your pipeline? Was it effective? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So speaking as a team a little bit, um, kind of like what Sergeant Watson just said, uh, we were in our schools a lot, doing a lot of different team builders and classroom presentations prior to this pandemic. So 
our funnels or our pipeline were, were really strong before this. Um, really, even after the first month of this shutdown was going on, it wasn't too bad because, um, I mean, as, again, if you've been recruiting for more than a couple months, you, you know that typically when you're in a high school doing an event, um, really those leads that you're working from that, that month typically carry over into the next month, typically when you end up putting them in the guard. So uh, even after the first month, it wasn't too bad. But slowly and slowly, you know, now it just keeps going on and on. Months go by. Um, it has definitely trickled downward, and we got to, um, I think, starting Gabino said earlier, we really got to start thinking outside the box and, and different tactics in different ways because, unfortunately, you know, our job doesn't stop. Oh, I understand. So, with that said, Staff Sergeant Gabino, was there any effect on your pod plan? Uh, my school's closed down months ago. <laughs> so as soon as this whole thing started, everything started closing down here in, uh, in San Diego, California, right away. But luckily, like uh, Sergeant Watson, Sergeant Chavez spoke, uh, I was in my high school a lot. And not just this year, uh, last year too. So it actually benefited me a lot more than, than it affected me because I had such a strong referral with them and uh, and I had a really good uh, relationship with all my sophomores, juniors, and seniors that once everything closed down, they, the only person that they thought about calling to join was the National Guard because I was there all the time. So. So they didn't have the phone numbers for the other recruiters, so they would just keep calling me and, and bringing their friends in. And, and currently still right now, they're still bringing people in. So I'm very, um, yeah, it, it sucks that they closed down, but it's actually helped me a lot. Um, I know my uh, my command has helped me with RPIs and a whole bunch of stuff just to, you know, keep keep uh, rewarding all the kids, you know, who keep bringing referrals and, and promoting them, obviously, and that helps a lot too. Like Sergeant Chavez said, you know, soldier care. Uh, they get promoted, they're happy, they bring people in, and, and yeah, and they trust me, and they know I will take care of them, so that's helped me a lot, actually. Well, that's great. Once again, you that putting in the work early will pay off down the road, and that takes care of soldiers, will lead those soldiers to bring new referrals. So I appreciate you all bringing that up one time or another during this discussion. Greatly appreciated. Uh, Staff Sergeant Waiter, on to you. Yeah, um, hey, so I, I know um, this, this podcast was originally supposed to be just about COVID-19, but um, since COVID-19 started, we, um, we, we have another thing that the, the National Guard is being passed out to. Um, so we know that that's the protests that are happening in many uh, major cities around the U.S., um, uh, you know, in response to the killing of George Floyd. Um, so I, I just want to talk a little bit or just think about, like, what – what might be going through um, that caretaker, that that mom or dad mind, um, that is, you know, uh, potentially uh, sending their their kid off to uh, basic training, or um, their kids potentially thinking about joining the National Guard, and seeing um, our forces out there um, on the front line, um, you know, with with the riot control. Um, what I just want to kind of get what you would say to that parent. Um, who is potentially sending their kid off um, to the National Guard and knowing that they could end up in a situation like that? So I actually uh, had a uh, father and a son in my office this morning when you're in high school, kind of bring up the, the same situation that you're talking about. Here in New York, it's definitely been pretty crazy, and not just New York City, a lot of major cities, Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. Um, it's, it's been chaotic. So I kind of let them know that, you know, there is, it's 
it's normal to be fearful. It's normal to have those concerns and questions. But with the Army National Guard, I mean, this is what we do. We are the fear. We are the forefront when it comes to protecting every state, you know, the United States of America. This is what we do. So, I mean, now is a good time to say, like, hey, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to be a member of do you want to be an American soldier in the Army National Guard? So if they say yes and, and want to join during this time, then, I mean, everything else is simple. And if they don't want to join, then, hey, man, I, I didn't really want you on my team anyway. I mean, that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, if it, um, it's good to have that discussion up front and just, um, just say, you know, this is what we do and this is what could end up happening. And if, if this isn't for you, then, then maybe you just don't enlist. But, uh, but, you know, we've got plenty of people out there that are willing to uh, that are willing to join our forces. So it's definitely good to hear. Um, Sergeant Perslash Kata, I think you had something to say as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it seems like I've been really seconding everything that Sergeant Watson has said today, but he's right. I think you just got to keep things honest up front, um, especially to those parents right now. And if nothing else right now, during these, these very difficult times that we're going through, whether it be COVID or the riots and everything that's going on, um, it, it allows us to showcase some of the things that the National Guard really does for the community. I mean, right now we got, just like you said, Sergeant Waiters, we got soldiers out there right now on the front line, you know what I mean, uh, protecting everyone, citizens, protecting police officers. Um, we got soldiers right now out there in hospitals, taking temperatures, working all this COVID stuff. So if anything, I think it allows us to really focus on all the positive things that the National Guard is doing and continues to do for their communities. So uh, I, I really, really, really like that. Great minds think alike, our waiter. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, Sergeant Gabino, do you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, I agree with Sergeant Watson. Uh, I mean, there's a, it's all about, you know, telling them, hey, we're doing this for you guys. We're here for you guys, for the, for the community. Um, especially, uh, I, I'm literally right next to the border of Tijuana, Mexico. So I have a lot of Hispanic and, and African American in my area. So it's, it gets a little more in, intense when it comes to talking to them about what we do and stuff like that. But you know, they they're adults and most of them understand to reason. So as long as you know we explain to them what our mission is, what we're here for, what we do to our community, we show them examples of all the things that we've done. You know, they kind of become more understanding of it, and they see that we're here for for the community. And you know to help out our our community and to be with our community. Uh, just can't uh, iterate that enough. Community is what we do. It's why we're here for. It's why you join. Why you get to stay here and why you get to serve locally. I agree with Staff Sergeant Sabino. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I think we're misunderstood, and a lot of people don't grasp our mission. They don't understand the state mission or the federal mission. And when we're activated, so I do appreciate you putting that information out there so that everyone else has a better understanding. So continue to do what you do in your state, in your area, with your community. You rock. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the the word community has been mentioned multiple times. And I just wanted to, like, um, I just wanted to stress that because, you know, we, we live in the communities we serve. And just because we've put that gear on for, for this mission, it doesn't change the people that are behind those those uniforms, you know. And I it it I, I would just 
if I were to say one thing to the public, it's just remember that those are those same people, um, just like you said, it's our class job is. It's those same people that are, are working to keep people healthy for COVID. Um, it's those same people that live in your community. So I definitely thank you all for, for um, your, your thoughts on that. Um, so as we uh, kind of wrap or move to um, our, the end of our time together today, I just wanted to um, kind of talk a little bit about technology and social media. Um, you know, what, you, what you've used in the past, um, what, what uh, social media platforms you've used um, during, the, in, you know, in the midst of all this stuff, um, and, you know, just what you found uh, helpful. Um, so, Surface Class Watch, what about you? Well, I've always used social media for leads. Um, I, in the beginning I, of my recruiting years, I used social media, but then, you know, things dry up, so you got to start looking at different ponds to fish in. But, I mean, I, I use it a lot now because everybody is on social media. And I'm not just talking about applicants. I'm talking about the guidance counselors, the principals, the, you know, the teachers, the moms, the grandmothers. So they're seeing us. And, and that's why I try to tend to share positivity and motivational to let them know, like, hey, we're all in this, in this together. Um, but I use it for looking up, uh, you know, hot I don't want to waste my time. Um, but the only thing I used during COVID-19 that I didn't before was really FaceTime and telephonic interviews. I'm a very personal in-person, and I have a, a outgoing personality, but, you know, it's just sell someone on the phone, I found out, um, and you don't even have to really meet them. If you're confident in what you're selling and you know the answers to all their questions and you're confident with it, go buy into it. I mean, I had enlistment in Texas last, last week, which I got from a college cell blast. I literally did a telephonic interview, sold her on it, did the job, sent her the application, did her paperwork, filled her in the system, and I've never seen this girl a day in my life besides Chris sent me when she enlisted at Houston Met. Shout out to them. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely a little bit different when it comes to uh, what we're doing now first traditionally. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's pretty impressive that you that, that you never met her. Uh, so, yeah, no, shout out to you for that. That's, that's pretty awesome. And I know um, you mentioned FaceTime and telephonic interviews. Um, I know like the video, the video uh, uh, platforms are, are becoming big right now. So it's going to be interesting, you know, after after we get through this to see um, to see how uh, our our force continues use of that stuff and if they do. Um, so thank you for that. Um, also, I uh, just uh, wanted to see. I know you mentioned your posts are uh, are keep them positive and stuff, but I just wanted to go in, into a little bit more depth about what your posts consist of. Yep. So my posts uh, basically consist of like just motivational quotes. I will definitely use my Facebook story timeline to post like polls. Like, so I'll be like, you know, I post a picture of me after I'm running and I say, you know, did you get a good run in today? So it gives me that starter question to open up for, um, you know, that open discussion with people on my social media. Or I'll, like, take a picture of a, you know, a scraper and be like, hey, do you know how to drive this? They say yes. That's an open discussion. That's awesome. That's what you do. You know what I mean? So I, I utilize okay. and motivational, but I, I also utilize when it comes to um, getting more leads. Oh, yeah. No, so, yeah, I, I totally understand. So it's, it's creating that conversation as opposed to just posting something and then, you know, getting a like on or whatever. You're actually – 
engaging with um, those potential uh, those potential recruits. But I, I definitely appreciate that. That's good information. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, first class, Travis, any new technology or social media that you've taken advantage of? Well, I'm glad you asked. So I'm definitely not the most tech-savvy individual uh, when it comes to social media world anyway. I mean, turning on my laptop today sometimes is a very, very difficult task for me. So um, I haven't used or taken advantage of anything new in regards to technology. However, I will say this. Um, I am learning a ton right now from some of my teammates. My teammates have really utilized Instagram Live and Facebook Live videos to their full advantage. Um, they will do videos on basic soldier skills. They'll post tips and tricks for, like, basic training, whether it be, you know, how to ranger roll your clothes or how to make a military bed. Or they'll just put out informational or motivational videos um, that they think their current soldiers or maybe even their friends might enjoy. Um, something that I thought of recently is, is doing, like, a workout of the week type thing, like we'll maybe I'll post the workout out there. I'll I'll, I'll take my time, um, how long it takes me to get through it, and I'll challenge my soldiers. I'll put it out there on Facebook. All right, all right I need you guys to to send me a, a, a picture, uh, put it out there on our Facebook page of you guys after this video on your time, and maybe, you know, hook them up with some guard swag afterwards because kids love that stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. So you mentioned a, a, few, a few good points that I want to hit on there. So, First of all, it's teamwork. Um, you know, we, we, we're we not going to have, personally, we're not going to have the answers to everything ourselves. So I think um, that, that mention of teamwork is huge because, um, because you know, somebody's going to have different experience than us, and they're going to be able to train us up on something um, that, that we don't know about. So that's definitely that definitely awesome. Um, that's Sergeant Gabino. Any new technology or social media that you're taking advantage of? Uh, yeah, I mostly uh, use Instagram. Uh, we use a lot of Instagram. Uh, we run it between me and my partner, Sergeant Alvarez. Uh, so we both have the same account. Well, we have multiple accounts, so we have links to each other, so we're, we're able to access each other's accounts. And we'll go in there, we'll post regularly, um, either him or me. Uh, we try to post a lot of the high school kids uh, when they come to the office and they hang out with us. We'll, we'll tag him, we'll, we'll give him some, some military gear to put it on. Uh, we'll take good pictures and put them on there, and then you know all the other kids will comment on it, and and they will get all excited. We'll talk to each other uh, pretty much, and they'll see that they're you know we're not just the recruiters, but we're also you know we take care of them, we you know mentor them, and all that stuff. Like Sergeant uh, Travis was saying, you know, soldier care. Um, but yeah, I mostly use Instagram. Um, I I do do a lot of FaceTime, but it's the iPhone, and it's only with um with the younger people. Uh, I don't really. Do FaceTime for the older people. Uh, I kind of, kind of pick and choose who to do it with. Uh, what else? Um, I'm thinking. I, I've been thinking outside the box. Me and my partner would kind of want to do like a conference Q and A thing, uh, where we can do like a Zoom conference and people and our soldiers who are already in the high school kids can log in in there and they can have their friends log in and kind of ask us some questions and then we can answer that. But we're still working the details and we're trying to coordinate that and see how that's gonna work. Uh, but that's pretty much as far as I go. You all are amazing. Well, thanks for letting us in on what technology you've been making use of. It's funny how we've gone from no usage to significant usage of platforms like Zoom. We've been using Microsoft Teams and marketing at NGB, which is also a good, pretty useful platform if you're looking for something else. We are out of time, so thanks to our panelists.
for taking some time out of your day. And thanks to our listeners for joining us in Garden Nation. Listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. First round, knockout, talk of the town on the block now. Cash in, cash out, hands up, hand down. Ooh, I move, tell me, you can't move.